You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Matthew 25, verse 1 to 13. It is a end times parable. How many know the world is crazy and it's most likely that we are in the end times? I'm not a full-blown revelation guy. I don't claim to be. I just know that when I read Matthew 24, 25, Revelation, you'd have to be hiding under a rock to not know that we are in the end times. Actually, the last days are anywhere post the book of Acts. Yeah, so this applies to us. And Jesus is speaking about this in Matthew 25, verse 1 to 13, reading from the New King James Version, which is the version that Jesus reads. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. At midnight. So this is like the last hour. This is just before Jesus returns. It's describing to us the picture, the state of the church just before he returns. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered and said, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but you rather go to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy and the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other virgins also came saying, Lord, Lord, open up to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. And so here we have this incredible parable, this incredible story that Jesus uh, uses to, again, describe the last day's church that we're living in right now. And these, 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 these 10 virgins, they've got, five of them have got oil and five of them don't. We find that he describes it as the midnight hour. Now, now, let me just describe this for you. The oil is representative of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring. We've been in this series, right? The oil is the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the anointing. It's the power of God. This is what the oil represents. And he gives this contrast between five foolish virgins that had no oil and five wise who had oil so wisdom isn't do you know can you quote scripture it's do you have oil okay so the holy spirit is the most important person on the earth i know we say things like jesus come into my heart but when he comes in he comes via his holy spirit The Holy Spirit is the one that walks with you. He's the abiding presence within. Within you, in you, upon you, He is the Holy Ghost. And He is the one here on earth with us doing God's work and will on the earth. Are you with me? See, the Holy Ghost is not the icing on the cake. He is the cake. He is the cake. The Holy Spirit is not the goosebumps that you feel in worship. He is not a dove Although he's like a dove, he's not a fire. Although he's like a fire, he is God himself. See, the Bible says where the, where the Spirit is the Lord. Yeah. 
In other words, where the Holy Spirit is reverenced as Lord, as God. In that place, in that environment, in that church, in that house, in that business, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So freedom doesn't come by great preaching. Freedom doesn't come by counseling and seven steps to success. Freedom comes where the Holy Ghost is. And, and, and that's what happens. When the Holy Spirit is in a person's life, there's also freedom. So Jesus said these foolish people will have no oil in the last times. You know what? I've realized as I've walked with Jesus longer and longer, and let me put it to you this way. The longer I walk with Jesus, the longer I serve him, the more desperate I get for the Holy Spirit. I realize I can't do anything without him. I realize I can't, well, you think it's just about preaching. No, I can't be a dad without the Holy Spirit. I can't be a husband without the Holy Spirit. I can't be a friend without the Holy Spirit. I can't lead a church without the Holy Spirit. I can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. I wonder when's the last time you got so desperate for the Holy Ghost that you said, Lord, I can't move on. I will not go on any longer until I'm filled with your oil. We need the oil. See, the interesting thing is that the Bible says that they all slumbered and slept. So these 10 virgins are all in church. They're all hearing the word of God, but they're asleep. Now, I'm not talking about woke. I'm talking about awake. There's a big difference. Woke, we don't like woke. We don't want woke in church, but we do want awake. And not the weird kind of awake, awake to the presence of God. We want to be awake to the oil of God. We want to be awake to the power of God. See, Jesus is saying here, we've got to wake up to who we are. He says, we've got to wake up, church. In the end times, all of the virgins, some of them had oil and some of them didn't. He said, but they were all asleep. This is why Jesus comes and he says, well, I, when I come, will I even find any faith? Will anybody be awake? They'll, they'll, be, they'll be attending church. They'll be raising their hands, but will they be awake? Will they have oil on the inside of them? And so he's saying here, they all, they all slept. And so we've got to wake up. We've got to wake up, number one, to who we are. Can I tell you the greatest pleasure I have, apart from seeing souls one to Christ, is seeing Christians wake up to who they are realizing who they are in Christ. I'm a son, I'm a daughter, I don't need, you see women who have put up with abuse for years and then they get saved and they're like, oh my goodness, I don't need to put up with this anymore. I'm a child of God. Kick you to the curb and then they move on because they wake up to who they are in Christ. Holy, righteous, called, chosen, all of that good stuff. Do you know who you are? You're not an average person. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. The same God who stretched out the universe like a curtain, who breathed the word, the world into existence, lives inside of you. This outpouring that we're talking about, it's God Himself living in humankind. Never let that get old. We were talking about in the car, we're praying for your service tonight, we're going after it. There we're shadabada budding in the car, we're going for it, man. And we're like, man, isn't it cool that God would choose us? to use. Isn't it cool that God would choose you at your workplace? Isn't it cool that God would use you? Why? It's not because you're any good. It's because you're filled with Him. It's because you're filled with the Holy Ghost. So we've got to wake up to who we are. Esther says to Mordecai, 
hey, if you know the story, he says, I, she says, I can't go into the presence of the king because the law says anybody who goes into the presence of the king will die. And Mordecai basically says, hey, sweetheart, wake up to who you are. You got, you, do you know who you are? You've got to step into, I know the law says one thing, but Esther, baby, I need you to step into the presence of the king. You're not going to die. You're going to get favor on your life. Church, do you know who you are? He's saying, Esther, you aren't, you ain't a whosoever. Whoever, whosoever walks into the presence of the king's going to die. Esther, you're not a whosoever. And church, can I tell you, Elam, Christian sinner, you are not a whosoever. God has put you in this place for such a time as this. I see people just overflowing in this. Look at the angles of that thing. It's amazing. Just like, man, it's going to be filled with God's people, filled with the Holy Ghost, going out there, just leaking the Holy Spirit everywhere they go. In Jesus' name, stop acting like a whosoever. Woman that I prayed for before, you're not a whosoever. You're not a whosoever. I know some people treated you like a whosoever, but you're a daughter of the Most High God. You're a daughter of the Most High God. He says we've got to... We've got to wake up to who we are. Number two, we've got to wake up to what we have. Wake up to what we have. You ever been like that with your kids? They always ask for like more toys. Do you know what you already have? I want another Barbie. You got 43 Barbies. Stop. We'll go through the wardrobe. Do you know what you have? Can I tell you tonight that I just want to remind you of some simple but powerful stuff. Do you know you have the blood of Jesus? Fourteen years ago, I came into an encounter with one drop of the blood and it completely set me free. The blood of Jesus, no matter where you're at tonight, one drop of his blood can wash you clean, past, present, and future. Church, do you know what you have? You've got the blood of Jesus. You can walk into your kid's room and no matter what they're going through, they might be walking away from the Lord. Just tap the lintels of their doorpost of their room and just say, I claim the blood of Jesus over them. They're going to come back to Christ. They've got something going on in their body, I claim the blood of Jesus. Come on, parents in here, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Can I remind you that you have the name of Jesus? The name of Jesus. The Bible says that there's nothing above the earth, on the earth, or beneath the earth that even compares to the, to the name of Jesus. When you speak the name of Jesus, demons flee. When you speak the name of Jesus, everything has to change. Remember that song, I Speak Jesus? Whew. What a beautiful name. We sung it. We sung it, didn't we? What a beautiful name. That's a weapon that you have in your arsenal, the name of Jesus. Can I remind you about the Word of God? Who remember that time when you first got saved and you opened up the Word of God and you're just super hungry for it, told you how to live your life, told you how to, how to get to heaven. Every time you needed some kind of direction, you open up the Word of God. Can I remind you, the, the Word of God is more powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's better than any self-help book. It will change your life. If your marriage is on the rocks, go to the Word of God. Come on, anything that you need, it's in the Word of God. Not in Google, not on Instagram, not on Netflix, not on Snapchat, in the Word of God. Can I remind you of what you have? Can I remind you of the anointing? The anointing that, man, the Bible says that the anointing rests within. Within every believer. You don't have to work for it. 
You just got to receive it. See, you guys thought I was like doing something super spiritual on the front row worshiping. I'm just saying, Lord, help. I need your anointing. I'm stuffed without you. The anointing, you've got the anointing. You are anointed, chosen for such a time as this. The anointing, the word of God. I mean, I've just listed four of them. Can I remind you, we've got to wake up to what we have. And number three, we've got to wake up to why we have it. See, not only do we need to know who we are, not only do we need to know what we have, we need to know why we have it. If you read the Old Testament, you'll find that Joseph, who we all know and love, he had this dream. And you know, there came a time where, I never saw this until recently, where Joseph forgot the dream that he had. And when his brothers came, he had to actually, the, the brothers had to remind Joseph of the dream. And so remind him of the dream that he had and he first told the brothers. See, Joseph had all of the stuff. He got promoted, but he got, he got so prominent, he got so important that he forgot the reason that he had it. And could it be, I'm just begging the question, could it be that you and I have become so comfortable, we go home, we flick a little white switch and lights turn on, we go home, we open up a tap and water comes out, we've got our beautiful homes, our beautiful cars, our great educations, we've become so, so um, filled up with all of our comforts that we've forgotten why we have all of these things, why we have the Holy Spirit. Can we become so, so comfortable that we become foolish and we forget to wake up to why we have it? Now, here's, here's the beautiful part of the story. The foolish, and this is what I love, and this is what's happening. Can I tell you, this is what's happening right now. I have never, there's never been a time that I've been walking with Jesus anyway where people are so hungry for the Lord. Man, people are coming to Christ too easy. It's just too easy. We had a guy this morning that got baptized with his ankle bracelet. Like, just coming out of jail and just like, you know, just it's too easy to come to. You know why? Because the Bible says the foolish woke up to the fact that they were deficient. The five without the oil had this moment where they woke up and realized we ain't got none. This is what's happening with the world. And can I tell you, Elam Christian Center, it's kind of happening with the church And those that claim to have the oil, you and I, the Pentecostals, they're all, the world and the majority of the church is looking to us. This is what happened in the midnight hour. They realized that they got no oil. And you know, I've read this parable a million times and um, you get to the, you know, lots of people preach about it and preach about um, the fact that when they asked for the oil, yeah, they said, go and buy it for yourself. And I've even preached it that way. Go and buy for yourself. So, you know, the point of the message is we've got to go and establish our own oil, our own anointing, our own relationship with the Holy Spirit. And while that's valid, the Lord showed me something about this parable that I've never seen before. And here it is. When they woke up and they realized that they were deficient, they're looking to those who claimed to have it. Those who claimed to have it said, we don't have enough for both of us. It's pretty scary that when the world looks to us, we've only got enough Holy Spirit for me. It says, lest we, only have en- we don't have enough for both of us. You know, we've got to be so overflowing with the anointing of heaven that it spills out onto everyone around us. So they wake up. 
and they look to those that claim to have it. I'm here to defend the oil tonight. I'm here to defend the oil. You know what? I've tried to counsel people out of their problems, and I'm not against counseling. You got to, sometimes you've got to get counseling. But, but I'm just saying that methods are only, that can only get you so far. I'm here to defend the laying on of hands. I'm here to say, Elam Christian Center, I know what your roots are built on. I've read books about the history of this church and what God has done through this church. It's incredible. The history, the, what, what this is built on, Pentecost, the, 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 uh, the presence of the Lord, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you, we've got to defend the laying on of hands, speaking in tongues, healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing the lepers, freely you've received, freely give. This is the normal Christian life. Stop apologizing for the oil. You're an oily bunch. You're an oily bunch. And don't worry about all those that are dry. Forget them. Dry skin's ugly anyway. <laughs> don't apologize for the oil. We've got to be filled up with the oil of God because good music is not enough. Although I love your amazingly excellent. But can I tell you, if the worship has no oil, it's useless. Great preaching is not enough. If the preaching has no oil, it will not break the yoke. The Bible says the anointing breaks the yoke. People say things all the time like, hey, um, you know, we've got to be empathetic to people. You know, like, I'm not really, I'll just be honest with you, I'm not really empathetic. I'm not the guy that sits down with your problems. But you know what? Empathy never broke the yoke. The anointing breaks the yoke. We've got to be people that are filled with the oil of God. If you go home tonight and you read your Bible before bed without the oil, it's just a book. But if you go, Holy Spirit, take me through these pages. Help me to see Jesus through this. Fill me, baptize me. Come on, every morning in the shower, it's the Holy of Holies for me. I'm like, Lord, fill me. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. I need an anointing for today. A fresh touch of the Holy Spirit today. I need you, God. I'm desperate for you. Come on, I need oil. You need oil. We need oil. The Lord is calling us tonight to move from empty to extra. From empty to extra. Because I said before, the shocking part of the story is they said we only have enough for ourselves. But we've got to move from only having enough for me to having extra. Can I get one of those? So I brought some extra along. Not because you've got bad breath. But extra. I bought 18 packets. This is the first one. We have the altar coil. Uh, We're going to do some, it's going to be a bit of a prophetic statement. But I'm going to show you. Every time you have a chewy now, extra, I want, you to, I want to, you to remind yourself, your spirit, that I need the extra of God. I need the extra of God. I need the oil. I cannot do this without extra. We're going from empty to extra. God is wanting you, businessman, to go from empty to extra. He's wanting your family and your marriage to go from empty to extra. He's wanting the life that you live at school to just go from mundane emptiness to extra. What God is wanting to move you from is the religious monotonous, like just the routines of that kind of life into the extra life, the anointed life, the oil life. He wants to give you 
extra. And I believe tonight we're going to have an altar call and you're going to leave here with extra. That, that's my job here tonight, just to give you the extra of God and send you on your way. Because if you walk out of here with extra, man, everything changes. Everything changes. We've got to stop thinking empty and we've got to start thinking extra. So I went to the Lord um, in November and I said, Lord, we need to plant another church. I really felt like he was stirring that up in my heart again in the shower. Uh, this just always happens in the shower. And I said, you know, what are we going to do? We're starting to grow. You know, we've got to plant churches. We've got to do all this. And the Lord said to me, I want you to plant three churches in 2023. I said, no, no, no one church. <laughs> so, Adam, you're thinking empty. <laughs> okay, so how are we going to do this? No, 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 it's the anointing. It's the oil. We can't do it on man's ways. We can't do it. There's a lot of strategy, and I'm going to take the strategy and run with it, but without the oil, the strategy is useless. We need the oil. We need the extra of God. See, when Stephen, the first martyr, got stoned for his faith, think about that story for a second. He looks up at the very people that are stoning him, and he says to them, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The only reason, put yourself in Stephen's shoes, the only reason he could say that is because he had extra. You want to pick those stones up and throw it back at the people that are killing you. Come on, let's be real. Stephen takes it. Stephen becomes the first martyr in the book of Acts, and he, he pleads to the Lord to forgive them instead of taking vengeance on them. The only reason Stephen could do that is because he had extra. The tragedy of the church right now is we're lacking the extra. Doesn't matter all the good stuff that we can do in the community. If we lack the extra of God, we're missing the whole point. If I could bring the worship team up, that would be awesome. You know, if we, if we don't have extra, they'll go somewhere else. If the world turns to us and they say, give me some of your oil, and we're like, oh, sorry, I only got enough for me. They'll actually turn somewhere else. So there's a lot of people that are turning to gangs. There's a lot of people that are turning to violence. There's a lot of people that are turning to, you know, all of this woke ideology that's going around right now. Six-year-olds deciding what gender they can be. That's what they're going to turn to. You know what it is? It's, it's, actually, it's actually not their fault. It's the lack of oil. It's the lack of oil. We play church and we've, and we've got Christian games, but we lack oil. When the oil starts to come back, when the extra of God starts to get on our lives, everything will change. Everything will change. I was reading the story of the prodigal son. How many know the story of the prodigal son? Luke 15, classic story. Do you know what brought him back? He's out, he's messing with the pigs, messing around, rolling in the mud, eating pig slop. And he thinks to himself, if I go back to the old man's house, even the hired servants have plenty and enough to spare. In other words, even the hired servants have got extra. It's the extra that brought him back. It's the more. God is looking for a church with extra vision. You know when the world will come running into our churches? When we've got extra love for them. When we've got extra faith, extra vision, God's looking for a people that will go extra. 
that will go into the darkest, deepest parts of this city with the extra of God on their lives and say, listen, it's not over for you. There's hope. I carry extra. When we collectively come under the anointing of the extra of God, everything changes. Everything changes. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.